Hey guys, welcome back to the unofficial Premier League podcast, your one-stop shop for all the Premier League content you need. If you enjoy the content, please consider subscribing wherever you're listening. Follow us on Reddit and Twitter for more Premier League discussions. So today's episode is going to be about previewing the first game week and the Premier League season is finally upon us. I mean, it's not that we have been away from it for too long, but it starts on the 12th of September and the first game that's kicking off is Fulham versus Arsenal. So this is going to be a really interesting match in my opinion because Arsenal have two fixtures that are relatively easy to start off with. They're playing Fulham away and then West Ham, I think, at home. Um, and then they play really difficult fixtures, four really difficult fixtures to follow that. So I think it's really important for Arsenal to pick up six points from their first two matches. And with that being said, Fulham have gone out and made us a loan signing. Uh, Ariola, who is a goalkeeper from PSG on loan. So that's a really interesting move. So what does this mean for Rodak? Of course, uh, for the first Premier League game, I think we can expect Rodak to start because Ariola has just signed on Wednesday, uh, I think late into the evening. So it will be difficult for him to come into the side and get some training sessions in with his defenders and then start. So I think Rodak can be expected to start the first game of the season. But from the second game, it's anybody's guess. So that will be an interesting thing to look forward to. And the second thing is uh, Tom Kearney, who's the captain. He will be instrumental. I think he will be uh, playing a really important role in the team. I think he has a big job ahead of him. Arsenal are on the up. They look really confident. So he has to motivate his troops to uh, ensure that they get any sort of a result. It's going to take a monumental effort from Fulham to pull off a result in, uh, in this match. And uh, one interesting thing personally for me is uh, uh, Fulham, I think they will set back, invite Arsenal to attack them. They play, I think I expect them to play a low block, just playing pure defensive football and uh, hoping for one or two chances at the other end and hoping they make them count. And this is the sort of fixture where you would expect Arsenal to struggle because they have to go out attack the opposition and break them down and get the goal. Um, and it it really is hard to say if Arsenal can do that. I mean, Arsenal, if they were going against City, I would say, yeah, I mean, they could defend in banks of four, uh, two banks of four. And um, when they get the opportunity, loop it to Aubameyang and he gets you the goal. But when they have to break down a, an opposition, do they have enough creativity in the center of the midfield to break down Fulham will be a huge question. Of course, uh, if Fulham make errors, they are going to pretty much give up the match themselves. They don't have to, um, I mean, Arsenal wouldn't have to break them down. But uh, considering the fact that maybe Fulham will be resolute, being really strong, 
um, that could make uh, life really hard for Arsenal. So let's see how they play against a team that will play extremely defensively. And uh, uh, another good positive news for Arsenal could be um, Aubameyang. Uh, Aubameyang is expected to sign a new deal and uh, it's expected to be announced before the Fulham match. So something to be excited for the Arsenal fans. And um, and one more thing is, will Arsenal play with a 3-4-3? Will they play three at the back? Is something we have to wait and see. Uh, Fulham have played 4-2-3-1 in the championship last season. Will they play the same? Or will... I'm sorry, they played 4-3-3 in the championship. Uh, will they repeat that... Uh, formation or will they go three at the back remains to be seen um and of course uh seri has come back and anguiza has also come back but uh, both are expected to leave on permanent deals so let's see what happens there and of course uh, there's one new thing um, i'm adding to the uh, the preview is we're gonna talk if any of you are playing fpl uh I'll just give you a few punts. Maybe it will help you guys with your FPL team. Uh, for this match, I think uh, Mitrovic is a really good option. Not just because of this match. I think he's a very value pick at six uh, six million pounds. He's a he's a really good value pick because he takes penalties for Fulham. Um, they might get an odd one or two in the uh, during the season. I expect them to get more than that. Hopefully, they get more than that. Um, Mitrovic is a good pick. And then Aubameyang is a, a really good captaincy pick for this particular match. Um, I expect Arsenal to have plenty of chances. Of course, Aubameyang uh, is a really good goal scorer. So, let's see. I mean, I'm going to be captaining Aubameyang. So, let's see if... He performs well in this match. And one differential pick, if you're really interested, it will be William Sariba. Uh, there are rumors that he will be starting this match for Arsenal. He's valued at £4.5 million. So that's a really value for money uh, pick. And um, if, you're, uh, if you're not sure of what to do with £4.5 million, he will be a good choice for this match. So finally, for the prediction, I think Arsenal will take this one 2-0. Um, uh, Aubameyang, I expect definitely to be on the score sheet. So the f uh, fixture that will follow this match will be Crystal Palace versus Southampton. Uh, Southampton look really good going into the season. They look like a confident outfit. They, they have acquired players well and um, unfortunately losing Hoiberg will hurt them but uh, I think they're in a better position than a lot of Premier League teams in my opinion. Maybe not a lot but uh, more than enough to be uh, confident that they'll be safe this season. Crystal Palace, uh, Crystal Palace are coming off of a really poor end of the season so how will they uh, motivate themselves will be really interesting to see. Uh, they need to uh, switch that form around and this wouldn't be an issue in any other Premier League season but this season the turnaround time is so quick that the past season form can uh, affect your performances in the in the upcoming season so let's see how Crystal Palace handled that um, I mean for most of the season last season they were a good outfit but towards the end once the safety was guaranteed they just lost their way and it was really horrible to see I mean, I think they scored around like nine goals in the last 15 Premier League matches and that's just not good enough. That's relegation form. So they have to quickly snap out of it and uh, play some good football to ensure that they survive another season in the Premier League. Uh, 
expect uh, Crystal Palace to line up with a 4-5-1 uh, and the striker would be uh, Jordan Ayew. Their new summer signing Eze is uh, injured. I mean, he's a doubt. Uh, so let's see if he will be involved in the action at some point. Uh, Zaha is expected to start. And um, the big question for this match is, will uh, Hassan Futel go for uh, uh, Adams and Ings partnership up top? So that's a big question. And if they do form the partnership up top, how well will they perform will be the question. So, of course, uh, adding to that, uh, Palace haven't been that great in preseason. So how will they on overall, how will they be able to come out and uh, perform will be a huge question. And uh, Tyreek Mitchell is expected to start at left back as uh, Patrick Van Hanholt uh, is injured. Um, it, it looks a difficult fixture for Crystal Palace to start off with, uh, to be honest. It looks uh, tough on paper and I think um, overall Southampton is a really good side. So for this match, uh, FPL picks, I think Adams could be, Che Adams could be a really interesting uh, pick. He's valued at £6 million and I think he might get more chances this season. So let's see on that. And Ings, even valued at £8.5 million, is going to be a really important player. And I think I expect him to earn that price tag. He is a really good striker. And uh, of course, one out-of-the-box pick would be Mitchell. He is expected to feature. So you could be guaranteed two points there, but... uh, I really doubt if they'll be able to pick up a clean sheet. So two points might be all you get. But on the flip side, if you're looking for a substitute player who will at least play the game, then Mitchell is a great option. And uh, of course, uh, one player that might be really, really out of the box might be Jordan Ayew. So if you're looking for someone uh, to set you apart from the rest of your league, uh, do consider him, but I really don't see how Crystal Palace will score in this game. I'm going for a 2 0 defeat for Crystal Palace. Um, yeah, that's it's going to be an interesting game, but uh, I think Crystal Palace have to really dig deep and uh, find uh, the motivation to get something from this match. It's going to be really difficult, in my opinion. So the next game will be Liverpool versus Leeds. Uh, It's really interesting. Liverpool are the defending champions and Leeds are coming to the Premier League after a 15-year absence. But there seems to be a bit of uh, question marks from people about this fixture. People seem to be wondering if uh, Liverpool will be able to replicate their form from the past season or it's just that uh, Leeds are coming up with an incredibly good defense and they've done a fantastic job in the championship. So people are a little bit more skeptical than you would expect. Leeds have made some really interesting signings. They've got a Rodrigo from Valencia who's uh, who looks a little bit like a playmaker striker rather than your traditional out-and-out striker that we've talked about um, before. And, um, of course, as I already said, Leeds have done fantastically in the championship with their defense. Uh, one concern for Liverpool is uh, Mo Salah. It looks a little bit off form from the preseason. He's, uh, since the restart, he's been a bit hot and cold and on and off. So let's see how he picks himself up and performs in this game. One more thing is uh, there is a real chance Kaita will start. Kater, I'm sorry, 
if I'm, I'm not 100% sure about his pronunciation. So I think it's Cater. So I think Cater is expected to start because Henderson apparently has just come back from an injury. He's not match fit. And Wijnaldum is expected to leave to Barcelona. So that's going to be an interesting uh, switch up at Liverpool. Uh, Thiago is uh, also expected to come in. It depends on how they will be able to sell Wijnaldum. Uh, and that's going to be a huge question mark. So let's see how that situation resolves itself. And uh, Rodrigo could potentially lead the line in this match, even though he's just joined. Uh, Hernandez is going to be a really dangerous player for me, in my opinion. He's going to be a tricky opponent for Liverpool to deal with. And of course, uh, let's talk about uh, the FPL picks for this match. Salah, of course, is is a known starter. He's always a good pick. He's been he's never been pretty much off form for three years. Uh, of course, with a few patches of lack of form here and there but he's been a reliable pick for a while now and if you are really not sure about if you want to go with the captaincy pick with uh, Aubameyang in that match against Fulham you can actually pick Salah I think he still will be doing a good job of course if you want to pick something different slightly different you can go for Mane Um, although they come at the same price Salah is on the penalties duty so he's expected to take the penalties if the Liverpool get any. Uh, Mane is clearly a really, really good player. And if you want to differentiate yourself from the crowd, you can definitely go for Mane. He's also a really good pick. A good pick. Um, let me just say prick there. I, I mean pick. Uh, so, and moving on, um, of course, Trent Alexander-Arnold. I think he's the most owned player in the game. So you would never, you can't really go wrong with him. He's, he's a defender, but he gets really good attacking returns so he's a good pick as well and if you want to pick someone out of the box that then you can go for Rodrigo I would this is one game I would say do not go for Leeds defense because uh, I expect Liverpool to score in this game and it could get ugly if Liverpool put three four past Leeds and you get zero points for the players so Finally, uh, for the prediction I think Liverpool will take it three goals to one the next game is West Ham versus Newcastle. I mean, what is actually going on at West Ham? It's really, really toxic. The environment seems to have changed like in a snap. The West Ham look like they're heading into a turmoil. And this is after the sale of a youth player called Diangana. Diangana. I'm sorry if the pronunciation is not accurate. Um after the sale of this player, uh, Mark Noble has come out on Twitter and said he doesn't agree with the decision. And then uh, apparently Declan Rice and uh, Jack Wilshere um, expressed opinions of similar nature by interacting with this particular tweet. Um, there are rumors that Chelsea, after signing off a goalkeeper, will target Declan Rice. And that could be the final straw. I think it looks really bad right now. For West Ham, I think they should add a few players to uh, calm down the fans and uh, create a bit of a unity in the squad. But uh, it's really surprising. It it was really unnecessary to sell this player, uh, who seems to be clearly popular in the dressing room, for um, uh, an amount uh, as little as eighteen million euros. I mean, it is very per, uh, it's very surprising. Uh, and uh, but on the flip side, uh, Newcastle have gone and done the opposite. They have gone and invested in their squad, something you would never expect out of Mike Ashley. 
they have sta- they've signed um, Wilson Callum Wilson from Bournemouth uh, Bournemouth for uh, around 25 uh, million euros uh, 22 to 25 million euros they've got Ryan Fraser on free uh, they've added Jeff Jeff Hendrick uh, though he's not expected to start this game as they have a wealth of options in the center of the midfield uh, one player who will be definitely missing out would be Dubravka uh, he seems to be having an injury so he wouldn't start the season i think he's going to miss two to three games so dalau is going to be in goal for the next month and that's the important thing in my opinion can dalau do good enough job um to keep newcastle in the conversation like to get those uh, results Uh, goalkeeping is going to be extremely important and we know Dubravka is a really really good goalkeeper and i think newcastle will are going to miss him but how much will they miss him uh, will be the uh, the sticking point of course um uh, ryan fraser hasn't played football for a while now so uh, i don't think he'll be match fit and i don't think he will be starting this game jamal lewis coming in from norwich could be in line for a start he looks like a very good player and i think newcastle will definitely benefit from him um uh, so that will be an interesting thing to look out for and uh, of course uh, jamal lewis was targeted by liverpool and uh, they instead went for um olympiakos left back um so that will be an interesting uh, thing let's see how jamal lewis develops over the next uh, few years and for fpl this is not the game i would say you would uh, get players in but if you really want to do it one player i would definitely recommend is alan saint maximan he's a fantastic player finally has a striker who can get goals in front of him so expect him to perform well and of course um wilson wilson is also a good pick in my opinion i think he will do well and antonio is also someone i would recommend but the thing is west ham don't look uh, in the right mindset at the moment uh, the t- the club is in turmoil a bit of turmoil and the environment is not really great and when this happens it's very hard to predict how the club club will come out fighting will they be resolute and fight for the fans or they everybody just downs their tools and just gives up so it's it's a little bit of uncertainty so i'm i would steer clear of uh, west ham for this week at least for a, a week or two so that we get a sense of what's actually happening around the club um uh, of course if you are really uh, interested in picking some west ham players i would say michel antonio who's played as striker the tail end of the last season is a very good pick so look into that and for the prediction i think west ham will lose this game 2 to 1 and um, yeah this is this will be a, a a game that will be played between two clubs that i expect uh, to be around the bottom of the premier league so let's see it's going to be an important game for both of them and the next game we're going to talk about is west brom versus leicester um and this is a game where i think uh kanu will be expected to start um i mean all the options i think uh, that west brom have at striker position uh, kanu austin are getting on a bit so it will be interesting how they'll cope up with the premier league season i mean premier league is not expe- especially forgiving so i mean not that uh, older players haven't succeeded but it will be interesting to see how they perform and um, lester are struggling with their defense at the moment evans is out um christian fuchs is out uh, west morgan is a doubt for this game and castagna could be playing uh, left back 
of course uh in the last episode i made the mistake of calling castagna a left back a primarily left back apparently he plays right back for both belgium and uh his previous team atlanta so but for this game i expect him to play left back um and justin at right back uh so they are missing key components of their defense so let's see who will be there uh second center back uh, sionchu is back um but i think they should have gone out and signed one more center back just to be uh, safe uh madison is out uh so i if you are picking your fpl team i would suggest to steer clear of him and if you're looking at uh, players for um, your fpl team from from this fixture i would say vardy is a really good option but uh, lester uh, let's see how well they perform because their form has been off the cliff since january uh, but vardy is a good pick uh, no matter what barnes is also a player i would endorse uh, personally i think he's a good player and he can definitely be a differential in my opinion and uh, if you're looking for a cheap different defender from this team justin i think he will be playing for a few matches at least because ricardo pereira is not expected to come back i think at least till the end of the month so i think justin will continue to play in the side and for the result i think lester will win this game 1-0 it's going to be a tight affair and um yeah that's uh, that's my prediction and let's move on to the next match i think this is a really interesting match and this is a, if you're watching one game this week i would suggest watch uh, tottenham versus everton um and I, like last couple of weeks what everton have been able to do in the transfer market is really impressive so i think that takes up their takes their no takes their squad up a notch uh, expect them to um, expect them to line up in a 4312 i think hamas you know, rodriguez uh, fabian allen and dukure all three could be in line for their everton debuts and um, holgate and gomes are a doubt for this fixture so that will be a little bit troubling for ancelotti uh, but for uh, on the tottenham side of things loselso is a doubt so that will be interesting how spurs will deal with that doherty and hoiberg both are expected to start in this game so there're going to be a lot of new players for these teams and it will be interesting how they will be able to adapt to the style of play and how quickly they'll be able to form chemistry with their teammates and deliali is expected to come in in the number 10 role played right behind uh, kane i know deliali hasn't been able to do very well in the last season but um, i think he will uh, pick up his form and i think he'll surprise some ple- uh, some people um uh, and son will be uh push to the wings uh, so if you're uh looking for your fpl picks from this uh, match and generally in tottenham i think this will be the season for delhi ali to make a bit of a comeback i think he's going to be a really good player for tottenham of course you can pick uh, son if you have that extra million uh, lying around of course kane is a fantastic player and he's always a good pick but he's priced at 10.5 million pounds and i'm just not sure if he's worth that price especially we're looking at other options at that kind of a price range and if you want to pick up someone from everton um hamis rodriguez could be a good pick uh calvert lewin um dcl uh, 
Calvert Lewin is a, a good striker option coming at seven million pounds. I think he's a, a good value, but it's really hard to say if they can get him going from right away. And then Richarlison is also a good option. But the thing is, I would a, a little, I would practice a little caution with these players because it's really hard to say. Uh, when these Everton players might kick into form, so it might take a little bit of time to get used to their teammates and the the passings, and I, w- I would wait and see how they perform, and then get in, get them into the team, uh, rather than chasing the upside and trying to get them in before anybody else does. So for the r- result, I think this game is going to be a really end to end sort of a game, and I think this game will finish two two. And it will be a draw. Yeah, draws are boring, but uh, I think this these two teams are uh, very evenly matched, and it's really hard to say who will come out on top. So the next game is Sheffield United versus Wolves. Um, surprisingly, actually, when I was doing my research for this uh, match, I realized that um, Sheffield United have won both times when they played last season, and uh, that uh, is uh, something I didn't expect. Because Wolves are such a fantastic side, but I think that shouldn't really be a huge surprise considering for the la- large parts of the early season, Sheffield United were a, a really, really different side. I mean, who were fantastic. Um, both teams are defensively resolute. They are tough teams uh, to break down. Both of them play three at the back. Um, and Sheffield United are expected to have Egan, Basham and O'Connell there preferred three at the back available and uh, one thing i'm really interested to see is whether fabio silva will be involved in some capacity for wolves in this match if you don't know who he is he's the 18 year old 40 million euro player that they have purchased very recently so it'll be interesting to see if he will be involved uh, because they already have good players in those positions, like Jimenez is a fantastic player, Jota, uh, Podens, and all all of them could potentially play in those uh, positions. So if Fabio Silva will be involved with this, something, we have to wait and see. And there are rumors that Adama Traore will be playing as the right wing back. Um, they are, I'm not sure if uh, those rumors are anything to go by. I, I would uh, wait and see how that goes. Doherty leaving would definitely, in my opinion, hurt uh, Wolves. So let's see how they cope up with that. I think this will be a tight game and I think this will be ending nil-nil. Even though uh, Sheffield United had the luxury of a few more days of rest and they were able to play some friendlies, I think Wolves will just uh, grind it out and get a nil-nil draw. I really find it difficult to believe that there'll be a goal in this game. Uh, of course, as I say that, the first minute someone's going to score and my prediction will go right out of the window. But I think this game will be a very tight affair uh, if not for... Um, if not a little draw, at least it's going to be decided by one goal here or there. And I I, I, I still back my um, prediction and I would say this game will end nil-nil. Uh, of course, um, something I forgot to mention at the start of the episode is there will be two games that are postponed. I think it's Burnley versus Manchester United and Manchester City versus Aston Villa. These two games have been postponed because of their involvement in the European competitions at the tail end of the season. So these two games will be played at some other time. So we will be only having eight matches in this game week. And the last game we will be previewing is Brighton versus Chelsea. So Brighton, interestingly, towards the end of the season, they played three at the back. 
And uh, will they be continuing to do that is something we have to wait and see. Um, I mean, Dunk and Webster have done fantastic. They've gotten Tarek Lamptey, who, of course, at this point, you must have realized I really like. He could potentially be playing as the right mid. Um, so it's going to add some defensive stability to this Brighton side. And, and Matt Ryan is also a fantastic goalkeeper. Uh, so that'll be an interesting thing to see. And of course, uh, as for Chelsea's new signings, uh, ZH uh, is expected to miss uh, a couple of matches at the start of the season, uh, probably with some sort of an injury issue. Chilwell is also expected to miss this match. Uh, Thiago Silva won't start as he hasn't started training with the team yet. So three signings um, that will not be part of this part of the lineup. Uh, to go with. I don't think they'll even be in the squad. Uh, and as for the other two signings, Werner and Havertz could play a part. I think Werner and Havertz, there's a strong chance both of them will start. Uh, there are uh, strong rumors suggesting Pulisic might be back in contention. I think he's a really, really good player that I would keep my eye, I would keep an eye out on. And uh, I think this... Um, um, I think uh, contrary to what people are uh, led to believe, I don't think this will be a straight, uh, uh, straightforward job and an easy job for Chelsea. I think Brighton defensively are a difficult side. And I expect this to be a little bit closer than what people are expecting it to be. I think this match uh, will be a tough one for Chelsea. And let's talk about the, the fantasy picks uh, before I go on predict the end of the uh, predict the result. Um, so for FPL picks, you can definitely go with Werner. I think he's the second most owned player in the Fantasy Premier League at this point of time. He's a really good pick. Havertz could be a bit of a differential. I don't think a lot of people have him. Not 100% sure about the numbers, how many people have him. He could be a really good player uh, because I think he's going to play right behind Werner and he's going to be creating... Um, and he's, he's, he's going to be pivotal for Chelsea. And uh, I would say uh, stay clear of uh, Chelsea's defense because they, I think they're still adding a few pieces in there. It's pretty much, I think the, the, the team that will start will be pretty much the similar one to the last season. And Chelsea defensively haven't been that great. And of course, I do want to address one thing. Last episode, I said Kepa is not good enough for the Premier League because he's 6-1 and... Uh, since then, it's, it has been pointed out to me that there have been some really good goalkeepers who are um, in similar range of height and uh, have done exceptionally well in their careers. Um, I would say to that, um, I don't think uh, Kepa is not good enough for the Premier League, not only because he's 6-1, really short, but also because he has the worst save ratio in the Premier League last season. Uh, of course, uh, I think I'm a little bit biased when it comes to this. Uh, but um, Kepa, I don't think is good enough for Chelsea, in my opinion, if they really honestly want to go and challenge for the um, Premier League title and the Champions League. I think they should get in a keeper who is better than them. Um, of course, um, there's Oblak and multiple players like that, but uh, it's Chelsea's decision to make. And I've, I remember reading some things like... Uh, that Kepa signing was a bit of a panic buy. It was a bit of an 11th hour uh, decision to sign him. But let's see. Let's see how he will play this season. I think it's a little unfair to say he is um, not good enough for the Premier League uh, at this stage. Let's give him a couple of matches. And this is one of the games that I will be reviewing uh, in detail 
um, in the review section, uh, review episode that's going to come out uh, at the end of the game week. So looking forward to that. Uh, with that being said, uh, um, so my prediction for this game is Brighton 1, Chelsea 2. I expect Chelsea to take all the three points, but it's going to be uh, a tighter affair than what people are expecting. So that does it, guys. Thank you so much for sticking this long and listening to the podcast i really appreciate it your support means everything and um, if you enjoy the content please consider subscribing wherever you're listening uh, if you want to get uh, in conversations tweet at us um, join us on the reddit it's 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 uh, we're just trying to create a community where we can have our discussions where our opinions feel valid there's someone listening to our opinions so uh, thank you so much. Uh, have a fantastic uh, weekend of the Premier League. Take care, guys. Bye-bye.